Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. As a believer, we have to understand that it is not our body and it is not our choice. Hi, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context, where we are equipping believers to live out their faith in the context of the culture and the local church. We've been doing a couple podcasts on procreation, which hopefully has stirred up some thinking, and that's my goal. It's not to be condemning to anybody. It's certainly to be challenging that we would be thinking God's way, not allowing the world to think for us, to make decisions based on the lordship of Jesus in our life, not on the culture and to say loud and clear with our lives that children are a blessing. Now, one of the thoughts that I have brought out is that often people that say they are believers or pro-life think like the world without realizing it. In other words, they say, it's my body, it's my choice. I'll decide in me alone when I'll have children. I am Lord, I am God, I am sovereign over my life. As a believer, I have to reject that thinking totally. It's not my body. It's not my choice. I used Romans 1 in reference to homosexuality, where why is homosexuality wrong? Because we're changing the natural use of our body. It's not just about sexual fulfillment, but changing the natural use of our body. And when we change that by putting chemicals in our body that actually don't just stop us from having babies, but actually kill babies that are conceived. And if you're a believer and you're using any type of anything other than a barrier method, a condom or a uh, anything like that, okay, Uh, a diaphragm, for instance, then there is a large possibility, there is a percentage that you're actually aborting a child that you that you didn't mean to do because that child, once conceived, cannot survive and thrive in the womb. It really needs to be investigated. Uh, so then the question, beca- and, and, and by the way, I had a question about surgical procedures. Well, think about that. If we're literally cutting up our bodies and cutting parts out of our bodies so that they don't do what God designed them to do. I think there's a problem with that. And by the way, the reversal business of reversal tubal ligations and vasectomies is booming business because so many people regret having done it based on a feeling and not on a thought. And my heart goes out to folks I've walked through some people that have done that. Some have succeeded in having more children. Some haven't. It's it's a very tough situation, and my heart goes out to you if you're in that situation. Uh, but let me let's talk about barrier methods. Let's talk about condoms and diaphragms. Uh, they are certainly less lethal than any kind of chemical thing, the pill or IUD or anything like that that you're putting in your body that would actually reject 
a newly conceived child. So they are in a different class. Uh, and again, I'm not going to condemn anybody for doing that, but I just want to challenge even the thinking because one of the basis of scripture from the beginning of Genesis is sowing and reaping. So, you know, somebody said to me this week or last week, I guess I should be, they said, well, you know, there's nothing in the Bible that commands you to have children, but the same person said, but there's nothing that gives you the liberty to kill a child that you've conceived, whether you've done it intentionally or not intentionally. And I would say amen to that. So what I say to folks is that if you're not ready to have a child, then maybe you shouldn't have a child. Okay, here's a scriptural basis. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Okay, so if you're not up for having that, then do not have sexual relations during a time where the woman is fertile. And if you're not sure when that is, there's ways for you to be very, very sure. And even if you're not very, very sure, then take a day or two or whatever it takes on either end of that and really be sure. Okay, uh, that way works, okay? It just means that you've got to have discipline. And what I think it does mean too is that you are honoring the fact that you're disciplining your body, okay? First uh, Corinthians 7 talks about a sexual fast in marriage where you do it by agreement so that you're not distracted. So I think there's room for that. Read 1 Corinthians 7, 5. It references that. It's not necessarily in connection to not having children, but it's in connection to not lording it over your own body if you're a man or a woman and not being sexually responsive inside the bonds of marriage. That's the context of 1 Corinthians 7. But again, there's there's a principle there, like the principle of sowing or reaping, or not the principle of not my body, my choice. So there's principles here that we are talking about. And the one we're talking about today is whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So God doesn't want you to sin. So if you're not ready to have children, you're not up for that. Nobody should condemn you. You shouldn't condemn yourself. You're not ready to have more children. But what that means is then, okay, I can't have my cake and eat it too. I should not want the pleasure of sexual relationships and not the natural outcome, which could be having children, obviously isn't always. So what that would mean is using uh, what some people generally call the rhythm method, and there's lots that go into that, and it's a lot more foolproof than some people would lead you to believe. And most women can get to know their body pretty well when their cycle is and those type of things and when they are definitely fertile. So that needs to be investigated and thought of rather than saying, I want to do what I want to do and I want to do it when I want to do it and I want to take God out of the equation. I am really pleading with people to think, okay, to really think and not let the culture dictate what we do as a married couple. We talk about honoring marriage and God is pro-marriage. Well, this is part of marriage, okay? This is what makes, you know, just shacking up with somebody and being married with somebody, this is what makes it different, that we are creating an environment potentially for having children. And again, if we're not at that place or we don't think we're at that place 
And by the way, I, I would again plead with you on the thinking thing of putting a price tag on a child. Because again, that's the reason that a lot of unborn children are killed simply out of a price tag. I can't afford this baby. Let's not, let's not do that, okay? But if you don't have the faith to move that far, no condemnation, but don't do the thing, don't sow the seed to the plant that you'll reap, okay? And then try to deny that it's happening. So there is a place in marriage where you can have sexual fulfillment without the desire or the willingness or even the just even concept of having children, and that would be to abstain during those fertile times, okay? This really becomes a lordship issue. Who is lord over our bodies? Who is lord over our thinking? Who is lord over our marriage? Who is lord over our money? Who is lord over our schedules and our convenience? Who is lord over that? Is Jesus lord over all that? Are we willing to submit to the, him to that in a in not just some kind of a a subjective manner, but a very engaged manner where we answer these questions for ourselves? Now, I did get some feedback, some pros, so we'd like to hear from Penny on this. So I'm going to arrange that. I haven't told her yet, but I'm sure she'll go along with it because these things are in her heart too. And she will tell you, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, but she will tell you as challenging as having eight children was, that's what it worked out for us, okay, was that she could not conceive, no pun intended, of our life without any one of those wonderful, precious five daughters and three sons that we have, okay? Our life would be poorer. We would be less people. And we saw God bless us. And she could tell you many, many stories about those type of things, all right? But we're talking about equipping believers to live out their faith in the context of the culture and the church. And I think the culture has beaten many Christians into submission without even thinking about it. We have yielded our members, literally, okay? And so I am really trying to challenge your thinking. That's not trying to condemn anybody. I'm not trying to make you, uh, you know, have more children that you feel like you could handle. By the way, you know, let me just say this, and I'll close with this thought today. When people say to me, well, how can you handle eight kids? You know what I say to them? Are you so arrogant as to believe that you can handle one or two or three? Do you really have that much arrogance that you think you've got it together? The bottom line is we're going to depend on God, honestly, no matter what we do. Okay? So just another thought there. Okay? Hey, this is Keith Tusi. Maybe you need to listen to this a couple times. Maybe you need to go back and listen to other ones. But let's be Christians in our thinking. Okay? and not yield our members to the conformity of the culture. Maybe there's somebody you want to pass us on. Maybe you want to listen to it as a small group and get into it. Maybe you want to vehemently disagree with me. Hey, I'll still be your friend. But let's treat marriage as sacred, and let's treat children as sacred. We should be thinking God's way and not allowing the world to think for us. 
We should be making decisions based on the lordship of Jesus in our life, not based on the culture. And we should be saying loud and clear with our lives that children are a blessing. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.